Get In Losers, we're talking about our feelings. Welcome to the pod, my first solo episode, which I've always wanted to do, honestly, but I, I don't know, I've always felt a little bit awkward and felt like conversation with two people was a lot more entertaining than just me like babbling on about my thoughts, but I feel like I am exhausting all of my friends and family asking them to be on the podcast and I feel super fucking annoying all the time. So we're just going to do a solo episode for today, (laughs) which kind of works out because honestly, there's been so many little things that I want to talk about and I feel like I have no one to talk to, which is a shitty feeling. And of course, I know logically isn't true. I have so many friends and family members that get me and then I feel like I can be open and honest with and I feel like understand me and support me. However, I also don't feel like I can call someone at any time of the day and just babble on for as long as I want about every little detail that's bothering me. You know what I mean? Um, And so maybe that's what therapy is for. But even in therapy, I'm like, my therapist makes you work. (laughs) But he like, you know, he challenges me to think and he tries to get me to understand why I'm feeling a certain way. And so on the podcast, I can just talk and talk and talk and you guys can't respond and can't tell me how dumb I'm being. So that's the treat that you guys get, I guess, is insight into the inner workings of how I'm feeling pretty much every night lately. Um, So I went on, I don't know if you guys have noticed, I'm like my loyal followers would notice, (laughs) but um, if you haven't noticed, there hasn't been a podcast episode in a few weeks. And I go through this a lot, to be honest. I can't say that this is like a one and done thing because I take hiatus, hiatus, what's the plural for hiatus? I take, I take breaks a lot from certain aspects of my life, which I know is not healthy at all. But so I went on vacation a few weeks ago, just like my family beach vacation. And I put out the Alicia podcast, um, not Alicia, (laughs) Alicia podcast. So that was like quite a few weeks ago now, and I just have not been motivated at all to sit down and record or sit down and edit. I've been putting off so many cookie orders, bakery orders. My house is a disaster. Like I just feel like in such a funk. I laid in bed all day today. I woke up at like nine o'clock and just laid in bed I got up to like pee and get my DoorDash from the front, but I'm very productive around here lately. I definitely go through those spurts and it feels like there's so much to be done that I just kind of shut down and I don't know, I just get in my head a lot and just get super fucking sad and I don't know why that happens. It seems like it happens like once a month or so um, for a couple days and I know what you guys are all thinking like, oh, it's like because you're about to start your period. No, that's not it. I literally get my period once every like six months. I never am on my period. It's, but I still like have the regular hormone cycle it feels like. 
so now that we've talked about my monthly depression, uh, let's talk about what's going on with the podcast. I'm actually really fucking excited for where this podcast is going. When I started it, I had absolutely no idea really what it would turn into. And I definitely don't think I'm there yet. So I can't say like, oh, it's turned into it's, but I, I see a lot of potential and I got my first podcast sponsor, which I am so excited about. And I told a few of my friends that that was one of my initial goals for the podcast was just to get a sponsor and also to kind of learn how sponsorships work in the podcasting community. So yeah, I'm really excited. And you'll hear that like mid episode. I'm just excited to continue like these conversations. And I feel like I've already connected with so many people on social media that I wouldn't have otherwise talked to before. For, um, and things that, you know, they're giving me feedback on the podcast. They're talking about certain things in the episode and it feels really good to have a platform to be able to just talk about whatever. If, you know, you do listen to the podcast, please subscribe and rate it because it definitely helps. Shout out to the person that gave me a one star. I mean, my haters keep me going. I'm just kidding. It probably was like my grandma that was trying to figure out how to do it. <laughs> but um, last episode we had, let me check and make sure, we had 403 listeners last episode, which I think is fucking amazing. Um, one person in France, uh, shout out, one person in Ontario, um, Drake, if that's you, send me some OVO merch. I think that that's really cool to be able to obviously connect with people around the world, but how many people are listening to see the analytics and dive into what episodes are people's favorite, um, when people tend to skip over time. (laughs) You're looking at the podcast now and you're like, oh, I didn't know she would be able to see that. Like maybe I should listen to the whole thing. It's totally fine if you don't. So one of the main things I have written down that I wanted to talk about was change and kind of how... I feel very overwhelmed with change. Um, So obviously everyone has gone through the ringer with this pandemic in the past year and a half. But I was just thinking the other day, like how jarring it feels that my life is so, so different than when we went into the pandemic. So thinking about COVID really starting in March of 2020 and then where we are now, it is now August of 2021 so a year and a few months um I broke up with my son's dad in April of 2020 so it's been a little over a year now of being a single parent and that has been such a wild ride something that I never thought I would experience I never wanted to experience um and also kind of like mourning the heartbreak of a relationship that I thought was going to be the relationship that I would be in for the rest of my life and the relationship, the family unit that I thought my son would have has been, it's been really hard, honestly. And I also got laid off from my marketing job in May of 2020. So it's also been a little over a year from that. I started a new job um, that Brad and I talked about on our episode. I quit a few months later because I was miserable. I started, really started like full force, full time with my bakery. Um, 
So it feels like I've lived like a million different fucking lives in the past year. And I just feel, I'm like, I just feel so sad. But I don't know another way to describe it other than mourning all of these futures that I thought I would have. Like, I feel like if Mason and I would have stayed together, I might be pregnant right now or might have another kid or might be married. Um, I feel like if I would have stayed in my marketing job, I would have moved up in that company and would have had a really successful career. But on the other hand, it's like, I'm so thankful for being able to stay at home all day and work for myself and be with my son all day. Like it's such a blessing and it's what I always wanted. And it's confusing to feel like you finally have something that you always want and you're still not fulfilled. And you hear people talk about that a lot. Like if you're always chasing the next best thing, then you're never going to be satisfied. And I do think that's true, but I think it's only human nature to ask yourself what if or look at the next best thing or um, I don't know, at least for me, at least that's always how I have been. Um, So I guess just learning to be satisfied with where you are and knowing how much has changed in a year, maybe a year from now, I will be, you know, in a totally different career. Um, You just never know. And I've learned to kind of expect the unexpected. It's so fucking cliche, but I also recently started actually dating again. Um, I like went on a few dates, maybe, I don't know, like six months ago or so. Um, but it was just like one and done dates and I wasn't like really interested in anyone, but I have started dating, um, one person specifically and I'm like really excited about it and I really, really like him, which is weird for me. I've really, I guess, never dated in my adult life. Um, you know, Mason and I started dating, my junior year of college and then moved in together and got pregnant and bought a house together and just kind of went full force with our relationship. And so breaking up when we were 23, we had never really truly dated before. And before that I had just dated like in college and nothing super serious. And so it feels like I, I don't remember how to date and I, don't remember what butterflies feel like and I don't remember kissing someone just because it's fun and you know and it feels like I don't know why I'm crying it feels like I don't know I guess it's like scary to open yourself up for sure like it's always scary it's always scary to let yourself be vulnerable but I think it's also scary just to know yourself like this I think it's the first time in my life that I've been forced to just get to know myself like during my childhood and in high school and even in college I was always so busy and like go 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 and this is really the first time in my life that I have been alone in my house for over a year And of course, like I have Ledger half the time, but especially on the times when Ledger's at his dad's house, I'm just alone with my thoughts and I enjoy it. Like I'm I'm not necessarily lonely. I enjoy 
figuring out who I am and figuring out what I want out of life. But it's also really hard when you're starting to date someone because you want to be so vulnerable and you want to be so honest. At least that's how I feel right now. And I've never felt like that before. Um, When I dated in the past, like, it's always just been... This sounds shitty, but, like, it's always been such a game, right? Like, a game to get the guy to like you or to, I don't know, like, maybe a game for the guy to, like, bang you or whatever. And maybe I was just naive in my youth. Maybe I... And and I don't think that's a bad thing if it is kind of this, like, fun game if you're, like, both consenting to that. You know, I've always kind of prided myself on being really honest with guys about what I wanted and what I felt like the relationship was at that time. But I think now I'm like finally ready to actually date and actually be myself and actually just try and be open and honest. And I don't, I don't know why that scares me. I don't know if it's because I'm for the first time in my life learning who I am and being honest with myself. Um, Anyways, I have to stop crying, so I have to get off this topic. But I wanted to also talk about manifesting and positive thinking. If you like are friends with me or you know me, you totally know that I've been into kind of manifesting for a few years now. And um, actually, I wanted to tell this story too. So this kind of relates to the dating thing. So, my friend was over a few months ago, and um, my best friend Cass, and I was kind of telling her, like, I'm ready to date, I'm ready to actually possibly date someone and not just go on a date, like, I think I'm ready for a relationship, you know, and I have followed this guy on Instagram for quite a few years, and so I, like, kind of always knew of him, but had never met him personally and I had just like seen him lately on Instagram and like something just really clicked for me and it like caused a spark and I was like oh like I want to reach out to this guy and like ask him out but I don't know I'm nervous I'm like too awkward so I was showing her his Instagram and I was like this is exactly the type of guy that I want and I wasn't even necessarily saying that guy I was just saying like this type of guy he looks so kind and so insightful and like just bougie enough for me, you know, (laughs) like hot. And he just has everything that, that I feel like I want without knowing him. Um, and she even said, she's like, well, why don't you reach out to him? And I'm like, no, he'd like never be interested in me. Um, so then that night she basically convinced me to redownload Tinder, which I hadn't been on in years since like college And I was not into the idea. Like, I knew kind of what Tinder was. I was over it. I knew I didn't want, like, a hookup. I I really was not into the idea. But she did everything. She, like, put the pictures she wanted. She made my bio. She made my profile. Everything. I don't even know what she put as my bio, honestly. Um, And she was swiping for me on my phone. Well, probably, like, 30 minutes after she was swiping... She was like, isn't this the guy that you showed me? And she like turns the phone around and it's his picture. Like I recognized him immediately. And I was like, oh my God. I was like, wait, wait, don't do anything. (laughs) And 
So of course I was so excited and I was like, swipe right. And so she swipes right. I don't think we matched right away. I, I don't think we did. Um, but then maybe like 30 minutes, an hour later, whatever we matched and I messaged him first and I was like, dude, I manifested this. And so I explained to him, I was just showing my friend your picture, thought it was so funny, thought it had to be fate. Um, so then we like started texting, whatever, and have hung out a few times. And it's so funny because he is 100% exactly what I thought he would be, but so much more like even kinder, even smarter, even funnier, even hotter. You know what I mean? Um, so I just thought it was so interesting that you can literally manifest the people that you want in life. And, um, maybe it's not that big of a coincidence because Evansville is only so small of a place. Oh, I know what the other thing was too. Whenever she was making the tender, I told her I wanted it to be people like immediately around me um, because I didn't, I don't know. I just like didn't want to have to drive to like Owensboro for a date or something. So I was like, just put the mile at like two miles. And so, I mean, there are probably what, how many guys in a two mile radius of the West side of Evansville? Maybe there were like 200 guys or something. So maybe it's not that big of a coincidence that this, that my dream guy was on Tinder, but I still think it's pretty fucking cool. And I still think it's cool that it happened to work out that we met up a few days after that and that he was everything I thought he would be and so much more. And I guess it's just a testament to the fact that I've always known that we're also connected in the universe, right? Such a simple, a simple statement that like every college freshman when they're discovering weed for the first time and they're like enlightened for the first time in their life that they're like we're all one we're all connected so it's so annoying to say that but it's also so true that I feel like my words and my thoughts and who I want to be with and who I want to surround myself with have so much power and so much weight and stuff like that happens a lot and again, it could totally be chance and I'm open to as much interpretation as people are willing to give. But I also think that exactly what you feel about your life and what you feel will come to you will come. And I've heard this a lot and read this a lot that the universe and the world is water and it wants to move out of the way and give you exactly what you're asking for and exactly what you already know you have. So I know that a lot of people have difficulty kind of manifesting and um, figuring out what they want at first. I am not a good teacher. I just don't know how to articulate properly exactly what to do. I just know what works for me. Um, but I would definitely encourage YouTubing or um, getting on social media and um, figuring out different tactics and following people that do manifest um, because I think it's super fucking powerful and it's definitely changed my life 100%. So, so on Instagram the other day, I asked 
What are some immediate turnoffs on a first date or the first time you're meeting someone? And I got a lot of <laughs> hilarious responses. Um, I think this is seriously the most responses I've ever gotten on like any Instagram poll I've ever done. So we are going to go through some of them or at least some of the funny ones or ones that were kind of talked about a lot or repeated. Um, and I guess I'm just going to kind of react to them. So let me know how you feel because a lot of these I posted on my Instagram story and kind of on Instagram, I just kind of gave my quick opinion about these, but I guess I'll elaborate a little bit more and you can let me know what you think. So by far the number one answer of the biggest turnoff, and this is for like girls and guys, pretty much everyone said hygiene. So whether it be people have said like bad breath or like body odor or whatever, um, yeah, bad breath. Okay, this person said too much makeup bites their nails, dirty nails, gross nails. Yeah. So I would just say that falls under the hygiene umbrella in general, except for the too much makeup. So that came from a guy and, you know, we're constantly preached that girls don't wear makeup for guys. And I would argue that some do, but the majority I think personally don't. And it's, you know, more for themselves and kind of self-expression. But the hygiene thing is really interesting because if you, you know, were to be around someone with bad hygiene, I think we immediately have these negative feelings about like they don't care about themselves or they're gross or just all of these negative things like similar to when, you know, how scientists have studied the halo effect about us having more positive feelings towards prettier people. Um, I think it's definitely similar people with bad hygiene that if you see someone with dirty nails, you immediately think like they're not as nice. They're not as sophisticated. They're not as X, Y, Z. I would argue, I'm not saying like, oh, someone has horrible breath. You need to date them forever. You need to marry them. Um, and that you're like a shitty person for like being turned off by their bad breath. But I guess I would argue to take it for what it is. Um, and I guess not project any other feelings onto that person because of one area that they're lacking in. Does that make sense? Um, and I'm right there with you. Like if someone has bad breath, like it's hard to not be turned off. It's hard to, especially if it's like, it is a first date. If it's a situation where maybe it's someone that you already know, and it's just like a one-time thing for whatever reason, then obviously it would be easier to get past it. But when you are meeting someone for the first time, like there is that first impression aspect that you assume whatever you're getting at that moment is what you're going to get for the rest of your life. So if you meet someone for the first time and they do smell bad, you're going to kind of assume that that's just how they always smell. You know what I mean? Very interesting. Um, next one that we got a lot was being late with no heads up. 100%. I am huge about time management and just respect for other people's time, right? Like if someone stands you up or if someone is really late and then they show up and they act like it's not a big deal or they don't even mention it, even worse, the worst feeling in the world. It's so unattractive to me personally. 
Um, and I know that there are so many people where, you know, they feel very laissez-faire about it and time is just a construct, which it is obviously, but I am busy and I have things to do. And for you to treat my time like it is not a big deal, that's offensive to me. So I put on my Instagram story that I feel this is the appropriate timeline for a first date. I feel that you, after you've planned the date, um, so you've, you know, I'm going to say it from like the guy's perspective. So if I'm the guy and I'm asking a girl out, let's say, so I ask her if she's free this Friday for dinner at seven o'clock and she accepts, I should text her Thursday the day before the date and just make sure that she's still okay to go at seven. If she is, then maybe we text that night, whatever. That morning, I would text again and make sure she's still good or say like, I'm excited to see you tonight. You know, I'll pick you up at your house at seven o'clock, whatever. I think you should message a few hours before and just say like, hey, I'm getting ready. I'm looking forward to seeing you. And then I think you should text right before you leave or maybe as you're leaving. So she lives, you know, 30 minutes away. You say, I'm 30 minutes away. I'll be at your door. You walk to the door, baby girl. You do not stay out in the car, honey. If a guy honks at me out in the car or texts me and tells me that he's here, I will not be texting back. I will not go on this date. Like, we've got to raise the bar, men, please. Um, So anyways, that's what I feel is the appropriate timeline. Maybe that's too much. I am the type of person that needs constant reassurance. And I know that that's so annoying. But I've come to realize that men especially... It feels very out of sight, out of mind to like 90% of men, at least that I've encountered. And I have realized I need someone that is constantly thinking about, you know, how is she feeling right now? How can I um, make sure that she feels wanted, needed, valued? And that's just what I need. And if you can't do that, it probably is my problem. And it probably, (laughs) I'm like, if you can't do that, it's not you, it's me. But it's so true. Like, I am willing to accept what I can't change about myself right now, or at least what I'm attempting to change. Um, And I think a lot of other girls are the same way. But also, there is an aspect of just basic respect. And I, I feel that it's basic respect to confirm plans at least once or twice. So I don't know. Let me know what you think about that. We interrupt this regularly scheduled broadcast to bring you professional counseling services done securely online through BetterHelp. This is my first podcast sponsor, so I'm super grateful and excited that it's with BetterHelp because I love their platform, their mission, their convenience through an online um, scheduling therapist. Through BetterHelp, you can send online messages to your counselor at any time and you will get a response from them within 24 hours. Plus, you're able to schedule virtual appointments with your therapist at any time. It's also super easy to change counselors if you ever needed to, and financial aid is available, so you definitely should reach out to your insurance provider and check back with BetterHelp. It's been an incredible resource for me for the past year or so, um, and I know that you guys will really enjoy it too, especially with this day and age, um, a lot of things being online, it feels very 
convenient. It feels, I guess, more comfortable than a traditional therapist. If you have ever been, you know, in an office, sitting on a couch, pouring out your feelings to someone, it's a little more comfortable sitting on your couch. So, um, I really, really enjoy better help. And if you guys want to explore those options, then definitely uh, go to their website and uh, find more information. All right, back to the pod. Another one that we got a lot was talking shit about people. Definitely agree. You definitely shouldn't talk shit about any of, you know, mutual people, you know, friends, family, whatever on a first date, but especially just don't talk shit in general. Like, Yeah, especially about people, but just like, I would argue that someone super negative on a first date um, is not a very attractive quality. Maybe if you guys are both shit talking something, maybe it's not horrendous, but I would try and keep it positive as much as possible on a first date. This one says, you're not like other girls. Yeah, we've definitely all gotten that comment before and it's okay to be basic. It, it really is. Basic girls need love too. Amen, baby. Self-deprecating humor. <laughs> you would not like going on a date with me, baby girl, because that's my entire personality. <laughs> okay. Gym junkies. Okay. Yeah. Depending on like how you met this person, how you decide to go on a date, you probably would already know that they're a gym guy. It's such a fine line because there are like opposite sides of the spectrum. Of course, there are like the bodybuilders and the people that compete and stuff. And then are there are like people that like have never worked out before. So I think the people somewhere in the middle are, you know, the 90% of people that are in the middle are like, okay to go on a date with. But honestly, I, I would rather date someone that has never been to a gym before than someone that is obsessed with their fucking macros and whatever. It's just like not my vibe, but I'm sure there are people that love that. Actually, yeah, I know there are people that love that. So yeah, I think that's just one of those things that's a personal preference. Constantly on their phones during the date. Yeah, that's horrible. You really should never be on your phone even if you're out with like a friend or something, which I was out with a friend at lunch the other day and I was texting and then I was thinking about it later and I was like, wow, I really definitely should not have been texting. I was actually, I don't even think I was texting. I think I was replying to a customer on Facebook, but still, um, making sure that you're just present with the person that you're with. Like, obviously they took time out of their day. That's just basic respect, but yeah, especially on a first date, just are these experiences that these people had or are these just things in general? Because let me know message me on Instagram if you have ever left from a first date. Like if you ever pulled one of the, oh, hey, I have to go to the bathroom and then you just dip because I've never done that, even though I definitely should have. Um, <laughs> okay. I also wanted to talk about some bad dates that I've been on. <laughs> okay. I really can't judge these men because I'm sure that I am a part of many people's bad day stories, but let me just, let me give you the rundown on some of these. So one time in college, I went on a date with this dude and he was like one of those kids that was obsessed with Disney, which, you know, he had done the Disney college program and 
it's fine. It's fine to have interests. I, I'm not shaming him for being a Disney adult. What I am shaming him for is making it his entire personality. He, this man did not speak about anything else. And we went over to his apartment after dinner, which was a horrible thing to say yes to, but he also would not take me home. And I genuinely was like, like he like picked me up from my house. And so even though I did every excuse in the book, like, oh, I'm so tired. I have work in the morning. I have so much homework to do, whatever. We stayed at his apartment for like two hours with him, like uh, trying to make out with me and me trying to escape in every way possible. So that was definitely one of one of my worst dates. Um, I remember <laughs> going on a first date with someone who's actually, I'm really good friends with this guy now. And we've been friends for like five or six years. But at the beginning, when we had first met, it was kind of like, you know, we were interested in each other or whatever. Um, and we went on a date. <laughs> he was from Indy and I was living in Evansville at the time. So we met in Bloomington, kind of like halfway, whatever. So we're there and <laughs> I just like didn't totally understand his vibe. He was very, um, he was very different than anyone I had ever encountered. <laughs> I'm like dying laughing thinking about this because I remember, I remember being so confused about like who this dude was. Um, so we were like sitting there at dinner. I can't, I can't even explain it. We were like sitting there at dinner and he kind of does this like, the best way I can explain it is like a dance move. He kind of does this like dance move thing. And I was just very confused. Knowing him now, he was probably high as shit and I just didn't even realize. But he just like kept doing this little dance move, like randomly, like I would be telling a story, or we'd be talking and he would just like randomly do it in the middle of conversation, just sitting there in the booth and kind of like jolting his whole body. <laughs> and I remember, I remember making out with him in his car after dinner. We we're like sitting in this random parking lot because we couldn't go anywhere, right? Like we both lived two hours away. And so of course we had to like make out in his car afterwards. And so we're like making out his car. And because I wasn't feeling it, you know, when you're like making out or like having sex with someone and you like aren't really feeling it. So it's just everything they do and say is really awkward. Maybe that's a girl thing, but like it's once you get like the ick for somebody, it's hard for me to then be attracted to them again. Right. So I'm like making out with him and I just like wasn't really into it. And I <laughs> I remember him like leaning in really close as we're like kissing and whispering to me and <laughs> being like, I want to fuck you so bad and <laughs> like whispering it. And immediately I was like, I have to go. Like, uh, first of all, sir, I'm not going to bang you in a mama bears pizza parking lot in Bloomington, Indiana. It's not it. And I was just not feeling it at that moment. So looking back on it, it's so funny because now I realize his personality and I, I love his personality and like we're good friends now. And when he fucking does a dance move, like I'm into it and I'm like, you know, it's, it's so funny how once you know someone, you're like kind of over that hump of 
you know what I mean? That's why I kind of always feel like first impressions maybe aren't the only thing. They matter for sure, but I don't think you should always write somebody off immediately, even if the first impression isn't spot on. Now I make out with that dude and I'm like, I want to fuck you too. (laughs) Um, Okay. So those are my bad dates that I can think of off the top of my head. Let me know if you have any. I think that's all for this episode. I wanted it to be kind of short and sweet. I have a ton more responses on just bad date etiquette and stuff like that, but I will probably put more on the Instagram story. Thank you for listening to the first solo episode. It seriously means so much. Um, And yeah, I will talk to you guys next week. Hopefully if I don't get depressed again. All right. Love you. Bye.